dinosaurs. Nearly 70 million years since the last T-Rex or pterodactyl roamed the Earth, dinosaurs continue to capture the imagination of the world over, from fans of Jurassic Park and the Land Before Time to fossil collectors and scientists. Which is why I was excited to sit down with Dr. Kenneth Lacovera, one of the leading paleontologists of our time. Dr. Lacovera believes that by using the latest technology to study dinosaurs, we not only gain an understanding of the past, but can also gaze into the future of humanity and consider the promises and pitfalls that come with being the dominant species on Earth. At this point, you know, we rely on these ecosystems, we rely on these animals and these plants for our very way of life. Everybody needs to take action to protect this planet that we live on. Please enjoy our conversation with Dr. Kenneth Lacovera. Dr. Lacovera, thank you for joining us on the Ivy Podcast. Why is it important for us to study dinosaurs if they're extinct? It's important to study dinosaurs. Indeed, it's important to study the ancient past because if we're concerned with our future, if we're concerned with this environmental destiny that we're sailing into, the only answers that we will ever have to guide us to make the right decisions are in the past. I mean, we're all interested in the future. Even paleontologists are interested in the future but we don't have access to the future. We can do no experiments in it. Nobody remembers the future. So literally, all of the information that we need is in the past. And it was Winston Churchill who said, the further back you look, the further ahead you will see. So if you're concerned about the multiple existential crises facing humanity, there are answers in the fossil record. There are answers in the geological record. And we would be foolish and arrogant, I think, to ignore them. Can you tell us about some of your discoveries in the field? I've been fortunate in my career to work all around the world. I've worked in the Sahara Desert in Egypt, the Himalayan foothills, the Gobi Desert in China. But I've spent a good bit of my career in Patagonia, in Argentina, right down near the tip of the continent, down near Tierra del Fuego. And while I was prospecting for dinosaurs in Patagonia, um, I found a giant thigh bone, a femur, of a huge plant-eating dinosaur. This bone was two meters long, almost seven feet long. And it turned out that that bone wasn't isolated after five winters excavating there, after spending almost a year living next to this dinosaur in my tent, uh, we ended up with 145 bones of a giant plant-eater that I later named Dreadnoughtus, which means fears nothing. And Dreadnoughtus was uh, 85 feet from snout to tail. It was about two and a half stories at the shoulder. And all fleshed out in life, it would have weighed 65 tons. That's the mass of about 13 African elephants. That's the mass of nine T-Rex. That's actually about 10 tons heavier than a Boeing 737. What are some of the most challenging aspects of your career? Well, being a paleontologist has many challenges. The, the first one is to get a job as a paleontologist. And unfortunately, there are many more paleontologists than there are jobs for paleontologists. Um, once you have a career in paleontology, you have to get out in the field. You have to get out in the world and discover things. And so you have to be um, a lab scientist, but you also have to be a field scientist. You have to be very comfortable living outdoors. You have to be very comfortable with the the deprivations that come from living outside for long periods of time. Um, and you know, I always tell my students, forget about comfort. You know, comfort is nice when you have, you know, the food and, and clothing and things like that. But if you spend your life chasing comfort, you are gonna miss out on the most meaningful 
sanguine experiences that you could ever have. And whatever that is, I mean, if you're standing up in front of everybody you know getting married, or you're taking the bar exam, or you're in Patagonia discovering a giant dinosaur in the windswept plains of Argentina, you are not comfortable. But those are the most meaningful moments in your life. And it takes a lot of perseverance as well. You know, to get a 65-ton dinosaur out of the ground, um, many people think you're crazy for doing that. And there are literally some paleontologists that would step over fossils that big because it takes so much work and so much money and so much time to do this. But, you know, if, if you really have a passion for what you do, um, it's not work. Right? If you get paid to do what you love, you win. What are some of the most rewarding aspects of being a paleontologist? Well, being a paleontologist is awesome. I'm actually surprised that everyone doesn't want to be a paleontologist. Um, so I just feel incredibly fortunate in my life to be able to travel around the world, to, to not travel as, as a tourist, but to really embed myself into different cultures and to get to know people because I'm working with them. So I have to get to know the guy at the hardware store and the guy who owns the front end loader and things like that. Um, and so that's incredibly rewarding. And I can tell you everywhere in the world that I've been, the people are lovely. They're, they're wonderful. They're generous. They want the same things that everyone wants uh, in the world. And then, you know, sometimes you get to dig up giant dinosaurs. And then sometimes, if you're lucky, you get to find species that have never been seen by a human before. And then you get to name them. And that is uh, just an indescribable pleasure. But it's also this weighty responsibility to know that this creature that evolved and lived, you know, by its own merits, is now in your hands. It's, it's in your hands. You have to, you know, you're responsible now for the, for the legacy of this animal that existed when our ancestors were tiny little shrews trying to stay away from dinosaurs. Um, and so it's, it's really, it's an amazing privilege to be able to do this for a living. What does the future of paleontology look like? Where do you see it going in the next 10 to 15 years? Well, in paleontology, there's kind of two worlds. There's, there's field work and there's lab work. In the field, paleontology hasn't really changed in about 150 years. We live outside, we use hammers and chisels and pickaxes. Um, but in the laboratory, we're now applying a whole suite of high-tech tools that now allow us to ask the same kinds of questions about dinosaurs and other extinct creatures that a biologist today would ask about living creatures, like a grizzly bear or a blue whale. And so, we're recovering proteins and blood cells and blood vessels from dinosaurs. We're recovering pigment cells for dinosaurs. We're starting to see what kind of gut parasites they have. We're starting to see pathologies in their skeletons, cancer, arthritis, things like that. We're starting to, to acquire behavioral information from their trackways. And so our view of dinosaurs and the ancient past now is, is richer than it ever was and through these high-tech uh, techniques now that we're applying in the lab, uh, it's only going to become more so. Can you tell us about some of the new technologies that you use in your current work? Some of the coolest new technologies that we use in paleontology now include uh, laser scanning to capture the form of the bones and 3D printing to print them out either at one-to-one -one scale or any scale you want, maybe one-tenth scale. Um, we use CT scanning to look inside bones now we demineralize bones with acids and recover ancient tissues like collagen and blood vessels and blood cells. And then we can take those tissues, 
We can sequence them to see where the proteins fall out in the family tree of proteins. And we can also check to see if they're really from dinosaurs because we have living dinosaurs today, birds. So if you get anti-bird antibodies, you really have anti-dinosaur antibodies. You can expose them to this material, see if they bind, and check to see whether you really have ancient dinosaur tissue. How can millennials and younger generations help support the field? Well, my call to action for millennials goes beyond paleontology. Of course, I want you to go to museums. Of course, I want you to support paleontology. But you know what paleontology really has to offer the world is perspective and humility. And when you accept that lesson, you see that you know our way of life here on this planet is neither foreordained or guaranteed. Uh, we're facing multiple very serious crises right now with global warming, with sea level rise, with, uh, with the biodiversity crisis. We're losing a, a species about every 20 seconds um, with the toxic chemicals that are being dumped into the environment. These things not only threaten plants and animals, you know, it's not that I want you to save the polar bears. I do, but don't do it for that reason. We're saving humanity at this point. You know, we rely on these ecosystems. We rely on these animals and these plants for our very way of life. And so, you know, I think really everybody needs to take action to protect this planet that we live on. If you step back and you look at the earth from space, we're on this tiny little, as Carl Sagan said, this little pale blue dot. And, you know, as tiny as the Earth is in space, we live on this little film of the biosphere that covers it. There's not much to it, and it's easy to damage, and it's the only place we have to be. It's the only home we've ever known. We all need to act to protect it. That's our show for this week. Thanks again for tuning in to the Ivy Podcast by Ivy, the social university. We are the grad school for life, and our mission is to spark world-changing collaborations by introducing you to the most inspiring people, ideas, and experiences in the world. Check us out at ivy.com for life-changing advice and gatherings, and the foremost thought leaders shaping our world today. For more information about the Ivy community, and to find out about events happening near you, visit ivy.com and email us via membership at ivy.com. Dream big and stay inspired.